0: your century. This is Not Your Century, where we celebrate the news and the news media of centuries gone by. I'm King Kaufman. October 25, 1929. Albert B. Fall, the former Secretary of the Interior, has been found guilty of accepting a bribe. It's the first time in American history that a cabinet officer has been convicted of a felony. It's also the first conviction growing out of the oil scandals of the Warren G. Harding administration in 1923. History's shorthand for those scandals is Teapot Dome, and until Watergate, a half-century later, it was the most sensational case in American political history. Teapot Dome was an oil field in Wyoming. It was one of several areas President William Howard Taft had designated as Navy Oil Reserves in 1912. In those days, the Navy was the armed service that relied most heavily on oil-burning vehicles, and Taft wanted to make sure it would always have enough. Harding transferred Teapot Dome and three other areas to the control of the Department of the Interior by executive order. And Interior Secretary Fall leased them out to various oil companies, at very friendly rates, and without competitive bids. That wasn't the problem. That was legal. Competitive bids were not required. The problem was that Albert B. Fall suddenly started acting like he was very rich. And the oilmen who won the leases were old friends of his. One was Edward Doheny. He and Fall had met in the 1880s when they were prospecting together in New Mexico Territory. Now Doheny owned the Pan American Oil and Transport Company, and he leased the Elk Hills Reserve near Bakersfield. Another was Harry Sinclair, the founder of Sinclair Oil. He leased Teapot Dome. The investigation into these deals began in 1922. Another Wyoming oil operator wrote to his senator to complain about Sinclair getting a sweetheart deal. Senator John B. Kendrick called for an investigation, and in the congressional hearings, a succession of oil and gas experts testified that Fall had gotten little in return for giving away $100 million worth of government oil. That's about a billion and a half in today's dollars. In January of 1924, Doheny's son, Ned, testified that he and another man had delivered $100,000 in cash to Albert Fall on behalf of his father. That's about $1.4 million today. And that was the smoking gun. President Harding had died in August of 23, but his successor, Calvin Coolidge, appointed a special counsel. An even bigger payment to Fall was discovered. It was by Harry Sinclair. This all resulted in Fall and Doheny going on trial in 1926 for conspiracy to defraud the government. They were acquitted. Then Fall and Sinclair were tried on similar charges, and that one resulted in a mistrial when Sinclair was caught tampering with the jury. He was convicted of contempt, and he served six months in prison. Fall's conviction came in a third trial. He was 68 years old and in ill health. All 12 jurors, polled by the judge, said they voted to convict Fall, but recommended that the court show mercy. Albert Fall was sentenced to a $100,000 fine and a year in jail. He served nine months in New Mexico, and despite his frailty at trial, he lived until 1944. Also in 1929, Ned Doheny, Edward's son who had confessed to delivering the bribe, died in a murder-suicide with a man named Hugh Plunkett, who had delivered the money along with Ned. It's unclear exactly what happened between those two. The next year, Edward Doheny was acquitted of paying the bribe that Fall had been convicted of accepting. He became a recluse, and he died in 1935 at the age of 79. Harry Sinclair, who'd done six months for contempt, returned to his career as a successful oil man, He retired in 1949, and he died at the age of 80 in 1956. This has been Not Your Century, a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. Audrey Cooper, editor-in-chief. Get great journalism today at sfchronicle.com. I'm King Kaufman. Talk to me on Twitter at King underscore Kaufman. We now return you to your century.